to place you first in our lives, in everything, in every day. Jesus, today we surrender to you afresh. Would you just come and fill us, fill us with your Holy Spirit. Let your fire fall in this place. We need you, Lord. We want you, Lord. We love you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. How sweet is it to be in his presence. Amen. Well, you can take your seats this morning. Thank you, team. So great to be together with you today. And it's a real honor to be able to share the word. But before I do, um, next Sunday night, we have a fantastic opportunity. Through uh, these last four years or so, we've partnered with Open Doors International to help stand with and serve the persecuted church around the world. So many Christians across the world don't share the freedoms we do to worship God and to to stand in faith, and they are persecuted. They go through incredible trials and circumstance just to live as a Christian. And so next Sunday night, we actually have the global CEO of Open Doors. He'll be coming here to speak on Sunday night at church. His name is Dan Oli Shani. He's from Kenya. He's been the CEO for the last five years, and he's going to be here on Sunday night. So we really really want to encourage you, come out. He's going to be a blessing to us. He's going to share with us uh, and help us have a greater understanding of the persecuted church and encourage us how we can stand and pray with our brothers and sisters around the world. So that's next Sunday night. 19th of March, come out. It's going to be an amazing opportunity, and I want to encourage you to be here. Amen? Well, a king and a cause. It's our theme for this year, king and a cause. In these last few weeks, we've been sharing all about the cause, the cause to to make Jesus known everywhere on this earth, to share Jesus with everyone everywhere. That is the cause of Jesus. But today, I want to take some time to focus on, on the King, King Jesus. He is amazing. He is wonderful. He is Lord of all. 1 Timothy 6.16 says, At just the right time, Christ will be revealed from heaven by the blessed and only almighty God, the King of kings and the Lord of all lords. He alone can never die, and he lives in light so brilliant that no human can approach him. No human eye has ever seen him nor ever will. All honour and power to him forever. Amen. Revelation seventeen fourteen. Together they will go to war against the Lamb, but the Lamb will defeat them because he is Lord of all lords and King of all kings, and his called and chosen and faithful ones will be with him. Ephesians 1, 20 to 23. All this energy issues from Christ. God raised him from death and set him on a throne in deep heaven, in charge of running the universe, everything from galaxies to governments, no name and no power, exempt from his rule, and not just for the time being, but forever. He is in charge of it all, has the final word on everything. At the center of all this, Christ rules the church. The church, you see, is not peripheral to the world, but the world is peripheral to the church. The church is Christ's body in which he speaks and acts, by which he fills everything with his presence. Jesus is king. I don't know about you, but it just makes me want to praise him. He is king of kings and lord of lords. He has defeated death. He is above it all. He is king. 
And that is the truth. He has authority. He has power. He has dominion. He's the name above every name. He is King of kings and Lord of lords. But here's my question today. Is he your king? Is he your king? See, Jesus is King of kings. He's Lord of lords. He he's, has domain over everything. But is he my king? You see, it's easy to say Jesus is Lord, but it's harder to live like Jesus is my Lord. And we can praise him and we can lift him up, but then in the day-to-day, are we living like Jesus is my king? See, I think we have an issue in our Western society. We're too used to democracy. And it's great for running a nation, but Jesus is king. And a king is not prime minister. We don't vote every four years or so for God to be, Jesus to be my king. He's king forever. Is he your king? Or we like to have a say in everything. You know, democracy, we get a say, we get a vote. We, we, we say, please explain. That's a bad Pauline Hanson impression. But we're not, Jesus isn't a prime minister. It's not a democracy. He is our king. And is he your king? Is he my king? You see, I think our lives, we're so, we live to be comfortable, our lives are so full, and we just try and fit Jesus into a nice compartment in our lives. But that's not where he's designed to be. He's not designed to be just a part of our lives, he's designed to be everything of our lives. We might be a follower of Jesus, but are we fully surrendered to him? And I believe that if we get this right, if Jesus is truly my king, if we're fully surrendered to him, it sets us up to live lives that are unshakable because our lives are built on a firm foundation. Let's pray. Jesus, I thank you that you are king. And Lord, I pray that you would guide us today and help us, Lord, to peel away Lord, all the superficial things in our lives but to truly make the decision, Lord, to rest everything on you, to surrender fully to you. And Jesus, I pray you'd stir us, call us to deep this morning in your wonderful name. Amen. You know, I grew up here in Penrith and I have an amazing, wonderful family. My mum's here on the front row, dad's serving out the back. And, you know, we grew up in a wonderful Christian home. Knowing how to follow Jesus. I love my mum and dad, so full of faith, felt the call of God to take three boys under 10 to the mission field. And so here we were living a comfortable life in Penrith and they stepped down in faith. We went and trained for six months and then went and lived in Cyprus for a year. Cyprus in the Mediterranean Sea and it was an incredible experience. But it takes a lot of faith to uproot three young children and go and live in another nation, serve God and it was incredible. So, you know, growing up in church and then we moved back here uh, a few years ago now, 20 something years, 30 years now, gee. And we settled in this church, and, and I knew all the right things to do. You know, I knew how to live like a Christian, because I'd seen it modelled in my home. But week to week, day to day, I wasn't really following Jesus. I was like a fence sitter, you know. On Sundays, I was a good boy, and then during the weeks, not so much. You know, I wasn't a bad kid, but I really wasn't following Jesus with everything I had. And then I came to a point in 1997 where I was at a crossroads, 
and I was blaming God for something, you know, I didn't make a cricket team and I was really upset about it and I'm like, God, this is your fault. And I felt like God brought me to a crossroads and he said, how long are you going to mess around sitting on the fence? Either fully follow me or walk away. And it's like I was at this crossroads and I'm so thankful that that day I chose to follow Jesus with everything I had. Within a few months I got baptised and I've never looked back. And, you know, having Jesus be my everything, it's just served to be a firm foundation in my life. That no matter what life has thrown at me, that I've been able to stand strong in him. And that happened within four years. In 2001, December 2001, many of you know my father, who was working on a train station up in Lura, was pushed off the platform in front of a moving train. He was hit by a train and his injuries were horrific, had his leg amputated, and the doctors came that night and told us basically to say goodbye. And as a 19-year-old boy, it was pretty shaking in my life. It shook me to my foundation. And six months, my dad went to, to work and didn't come home for six months. He spent six months in hospital. He's been through 40-something operations to this point. But through all of that, yes, I was shaken, but I wasn't broken. I wasn't broken down because my life was built on a firm foundation. And I believe if we want to live lives that are on a firm foundation, that are unshakable, it starts with choosing to make Jesus our king, our everything. Not just a nice addition to my life, but my everything, my foundation. We need Jesus to be everything that we are and we you know we so often in our lives we try and balance everything balance is good we need to be balanced people you know we we balance our career and our family and all of these things but when it comes to living with Jesus there's no balance it's all in it's all or nothing you see I believe we balance what we do but we don't balance who we are we balance what we do we balance our work our coming to church, our serving God, our family life. These are things that we do. But who we are, that's all in on Jesus. He is my firm foundation. He doesn't change. I am all in. And so my question today is, is he your king? You see, we like the idea of Jesus being my saviour, my healer, my forgiveness, my peace, my grace. But there's a distance from Jesus' saviour to Jesus' Lord. Is he Lord of all? Jesus put it like this in Luke 6, verse 46 to 47. Why are you so polite with me? Always saying, yes, sir, and that's right, sir, but never doing a thing I tell you. These words I speak are not mere additions to your life. Homeowner improvements to your standard of living. They are foundation words, words to build a life on. Jesus isn't just some nice renovation. Some nice homeowner improvement to my life. Here's a foundation to build your life on. See, Jesus is on the throne, but is he on your throne? See, I believe God is a God of order. He sets an order to things. And I believe that when we have Jesus in the right place in our lives, on the throne, everything else comes into order. We stand on a firm foundation. And that's not to say life will be smooth sailing. We're going to have challenges. You know, I talked about my own challenge where I was shaken. But when we're standing on a firm foundation, those things won't break us down. 
you know, we can have like a list of priorities in our life and we try and fit Jesus into that priority list. Okay, I've got my family, I've got my career, I've got to earn money, I've got to provide. Okay, Jesus, where can I fit you in there? And we try and conveniently make Jesus work with our priority list in life. And we, we have these things where we say, Jesus, I'll oh, be Lord over my finances, but we don't tithe, we don't put him first, like Belinda was saying, and then we wonder why we can't make ends meet. And we're struggling from month to month. Or we say, Lord, uh, God, be, be Lord over my family, but we never show our kids how to follow Jesus. And church is just a you know, once a month kind of thing. And we don't put Jesus first and we don't example that. And we wonder why our kids are off the rails because we haven't got the order right. Jesus put it like this in Luke 14, verse 25. A large crowd was following Jesus. He turned around and said to them, If you want to be my disciple, you must, by comparison, hate everyone else. Whoa. Your father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, even your own life. Otherwise, you cannot be my disciple. Jesus isn't on some ego trip here wanting to be first. No, he knows that there is an order to things. If you put Jesus first, then everything else will come into order. And it's like Jesus is so high above everything else in our priorities, in our love, in our life, that it's this gap between how much we love Jesus and how much we love everything else. It's, it seems like hate, but it's just that there's a big gap. And Jesus is first, he's above it all, and then everything else comes into order. So is he first? Is he first in your life? Jesus said in Matthew six thirty-two to 33, For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Let's get the order right. See, Jesus is talking about seeking security, peace, provision, forgiveness and the order is wrong we seek all the stuff but we don't seek the source Jesus is the source of life he is the source of all and so when we get it right when he is our king when he is our first when he is our source everything else comes into order he is king of kings but you have to choose to make him your king we have to choose to build or maybe rebuild our lives around Jesus. In Isaiah 28:16 in the amplified version it says therefore the Lord God says this listen carefully I am laying in Zion a stone a tested stone a precious cornerstone for the secure foundation firmly placed he who believes in who trusts in who relies on and who adheres to that stone will not be disturbed or give way in sudden panic. In the New Living Translation, it says, Therefore, this is what the Sovereign Lord says, Look, I am placing a foundation stone in Jerusalem, a firm and tested stone. It is a precious cornerstone that is safe to build on. Whoever believes need never be shaken. See, he is the cornerstone. He is the foundation. And if he is king, everything else comes to alignment. And I was looking at a definition of a cornerstone. It says this, A cornerstone is traditionally the first stone laid for a structure, with all other stones laid in reference. A cornerstone marks the geographical location by orienting a building in a specific direction. 
See, when you have a cornerstone, it's the first stone. Everything else is referenced to that stone. The location of the building is determined by that stone and the orientation of that building is determined by that stone. So is he your cornerstone? Is he your first? Is he your reference for everything? Does he determine the location of your life? And is your life oriented around him? You know, when you get your orientation off, you just something's out of alignment, it's out of whack. We need to get our orientation set right. We need to make sure we are located in him. We need to reference our lives of Jesus. Is he your king? Here's how Jesus put it in Matthew 16, verse 24 to 26. Then Jesus said to his disciples, If any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way, take up your cross, and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul? Is anything worth more than your soul? Three things Jesus encouraged us to do here. And if we're to make him our king, I believe if we put these into place in our lives, it'll help us stand on a firm foundation so we can live lives that are unshakable. He said first, give up your own way. That's much easier said than done. We need to lay down our ideas, our dreams, our thoughts. I don't know about you, but I just want my own way sometimes. I can be so immature. You know, I've got three wonderful kids, but sometimes they want their way. I don't want to do the dishes. I don't want to empty the dishwasher. I don't want to clean up after myself and put my bowl back in the sink after I'm done. I don't want to make my bed. And I could be like that too with God. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do what you're asking me to, but we need to give up our own way. If we're truly to make him King of kings and Lord of lords in our lives. Isaiah 55, 8 and 9. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. See, my ways can be very earthly. I like doing things my way. But his way is so much higher. So which way am I going to live? I'm going to live in my way and do things how I want? Or am I going to choose to make him king? And say, King Jesus, whatever you ask me to do, I'm going to do. Whether you ask me to serve, whether you ask me to to go, whatever you want me to do, Jesus, I'm going to do it. And this takes trust. We have to trust that he has our best in mind. And that can be hard for so many of us because in our lives our trust gets broken. But Jesus is trustworthy. He is good. He is faithful. He is true. So here's a question for you to consider. Is my trust in him always or do I simply go to him in times of trouble? Or here's another way of putting it. Is Jesus my crutch or is he my cornerstone? When I'm in trouble, I just go, I need to pull out the Jesus crutch again. Or is my life built on him, the cornerstone? Give up your own way. This isn't easy. It's not a soft teaching this morning. But it's a challenge. 
Give up your own way. Secondly, take up your cross. We need to, in a sense, embrace suffering, to choose the hard way. In our society in particular, we, we like to think, make things as easy as possible to automate everything. You know, I've got little motors that make my blinds go up and down. I can just push a button and all the windows open. It saves me like five minutes a day. But we like to make things as smooth and as easy as possible. Just do what you like. Do things your way. But Jesus called us to take up our cross, to deny ourselves. Discipleship involves discipline. Discipline, that's not a fun word. But it takes discipline to follow Jesus. Matthew 7, verse 13 to 14, Enter through the narrow gate. For wide is the gate and broad and easy to travel is the path that leads the way to destruction and eternal loss. And there are many who enter through it, but small is the gate and narrow and difficult to travel is the path that leads to the way of everlasting life. And there are few who find it. We can choose the easy way, but when Jesus encourages us to take up our cross, that's the hard way. Not many choose that way. But if Jesus is truly king, we choose to pick up our cross and follow him. 2 Timothy 2, 3 to 5, join with me in suffering like a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No one serving as a soldier gets entangled in civilian affairs, but rather tries to please his commanding officer. Similarly, anyone who competes as an athlete does not receive the victor's crown except by competing according to the rules. It's not easy. It takes discipline to pray, to read the word, to follow Jesus daily. Maybe getting up those few minutes earlier, staying up a few minutes later to read the word, to pray, taking time out of your day, putting your work aside and saying, Jesus, I'm going to hear from you. That takes discipline. That's the hard way. So here's a question, am I orienting Jesus around what I want or am I orienting myself around Jesus? Or here's another way to put it, is he in addition to my life or is he my everything? Give up your own way, take up your cross and finally follow him, know him. Walk in his ways, serve him, serve his cause, serve his people. John 10 verse 27, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. Are you listening to his voice? You know, here's the thing I found with Jesus is you need to be close to hear from him. He's not shouting out, you know, he's just talking to us gently in that still Small whisper, and you need to be close. Are you following Jesus? Are you walking with him day in and day out, reading his word, following in his ways? John 14, 15, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. It's what it is to follow Jesus is keeping his commands, walking in his ways, reading his word, understanding his heart. Do you know him? Are you following him?
Here's a question. Are Jesus' words nice instructions or do they form the foundation of my life? Or is my faith a convenience or is my faith a conviction? Am I truly following Jesus? So this isn't easy. Choosing to make him our king. He's king of kings. He's lord of lords. But is he my king? Give up your own way. Take up your cross and follow him. I believe when we build our lives on Jesus, when we get everything in order, our lives become unshakable. Maybe in the future our faith will become more challenged. Maybe we'll go through ups and downs. I don't know what life is going to throw at you, but I know this. If you build your life on Jesus, if he is truly your king, not simply your saviour, but your king, your life will be unshakable. And I want to tell you, he is worth it. He is worth everything. The kingdom is worth everything. In Matthew 13, 44 to 45, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure that a man discovered hidden in a field. In his excitement, he hid it again and sold everything he owned to get enough money to buy the field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant on the lookout for choice pearls. Jesus is worth everything. He's worth giving your all for. This man, he sold everything so he could get that treasure. Following Jesus, knowing him, it is a treasure that is immeasurable. So I want to encourage you today. Would you consider where you're at in your life? We love Jesus. We're following him. But is he he simply an addition or is he your all? Is he your king? Are you giving up your own way? Are you taking up your cross and are you following him? Can I ask you to stand this morning? And take a moment and bow your heads. And maybe today there's some things you need to surrender.